0: This is the Care to Change podcast, and we are grateful to have you join us. Today's episode will be a discussion on healing from loss, grief and tragedy between April and our director of clinical services, Brittany Gibson. Thanks for joining us. We hope this podcast will offer you practical solutions for positive change.
1: Welcome back, everyone. This is April Bordeaux, the director from Care to Change. I am so glad that you've joined us today. We are in the middle of a series about healing. And as you all have heard me say this month, September is Suicide Awareness and Prevention Month. And so we are really focusing on how to heal from things that uh, we have experienced. In a way that brings hope. And today we have a special guest with us, as always, Brittany Gibson, our Director of Clinical Operations. Brittany, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I'm so glad you're here. So, we've already talked about healing from ACEs, adverse childhood experiences. We've talked about how to heal from trauma. And this week we're talking about how to heal from loss, grief, and tragedy. So, Brittany is our resident expert, one of the experts related to grief and loss, um, has done a lot of study on grief and loss, and obviously trained in EMDR, so you know about tragedy and trauma. So this topic isn't a new topic to you, which is why you're the perfect guest for us to have today.
2: Yes, thank you. It it can be a very uh, challenging topic to talk about because as as a person, we all experience grief in some way or another, and so I think... It's a universal emotion. I think grief is something that we've all experienced to some degree or another, but it can be very hard to talk about and actually work through.
1: Absolutely. And because we are humans, there is no way, and we've said this many times on this podcast, there is no way that we will get through life without something happening. Mm -hmm. It's, um, you know, challenges and hardship and being hurt is part of the human experience. And unfortunately, as much as we would like to say, We don't experience loss. It's impossible to get through life without experiencing loss. Mm -hmm. And I know that you came here to our podcast at some point, and I'd have to look, but we'll put it in the show notes. And you did an episode on the different types of grief. And so I know we have a specific episode on types of grief. I I think a lot of times people just think you lose a loved one and then you you grieve and then you quote, uh, get over it and move on, which it, we we know is not at all the case. Mm-hmm. I know that's not the topic for today. But for those of you who are are new to our podcast, we we'll, like again, I will put it in the show notes, the link to that specific episode. But will you catch the listeners up to date and just just to kind of set the foundation, the different types of, of loss or grief that people experience.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So as you said, in a previous podcast, we had went more in depth of these. So there's lots of information provided on them. But there's different types of grief. And then there's different types of loss as well. And like you said, loss is just part of the human experience, we all are going to experience in, in some type of way. And so, We have acute grief, which is the initial loss. So right after the loss has occurred, integrated grief, which you know, if we've healed, we've come to a a place of integrated grief where the loss has been integrated into our life, and we've been able to, um, in a healthy way, continue to move forward. And then there's complicated grief, and those are that's the type of grief that you know I tend to see and, and tend to help people work through, and that's when the loss seems like it just happened yesterday and it's been years or you feel like you just can't accept the loss and move forward and so just things become a lot more emotionally raw with complicated grief Um, and then there's different types of loss so we can have um, material loss so um, losing your house in a fire relationship loss this is can be really challenging and so any type of relationship that ends whether that be a marriage, a dating relationship, a friendship, functional loss, or um, a role loss. So a lot of times when maybe we had an injury and we're not able to walk anymore, or we're not able to work in our, the same capacity anymore, or we move into retirement. Um, and then there are things such as a, like an intra-psyche loss or a, a loss of a dream, things that we put on ourselves goals that we're not able to attain for whatever reason that you know God puts in front of us and so those can be really challenging because those often go unrecognized by other people and so you could be struggling with it internally and other people may not even know that you're going through the loss
1: and I think that's really where I'd like to start with this because when we think about loss which um, then brings about grief usually we think about losing a loved one, right? Mm-hmm. And so, or, and and losing a loved one can be to death, or it can be to them moving out or breaking up, whatever that kind of relational loss is. That's usually where we think about it. And people will come to Care to Change. And I know the clients that I've had that have been grieving, they usually start with, I know it's been a long time and Mm -hmm. my family thinks I should, Mm -hmm. which we've said lots of times on this podcast, shoulding is not an option. Whenever you hear that word, it it accompanies shame, so Mm -hmm. it's not a word to use. So what I'd like to begin with is first just to recognize that you know loss comes in lots of forms like you just described, and so does grief. Mm -hmm. I'd like to have you to describe how do you know when you're grieving? Because people will come to the office because they're, they're feeling stuck in a relationship, stuck at their job, just feeling stuck about something, or mm-hmm. they can't, like I said, quote, get over something. And as we begin to sort of unpeel the layers of that emotional onion, the center of it really is about grief. Mm-hmm. And when we're able to name, you know what, this is grief that you're feeling, all of a sudden, it's like a light bulb goes off and they say, oh. Oh but I didn't realize I'm, you know, and then to give themselves permission to actually grieve, you know, and so can you describe how would I, if I came to see you, how would you say to me, I bet this is grief. So what are some of the signs that someone is grieving?
2: So I would say to anyone who's coming in a lot of, like you described, a lot of times at the core, it really is grief. It's some sort of, of loss. So asking yourself if you've not been able to accomplish a goal that you've been wanting to do or if life didn't turn out the way that you thought it would or you had these expectations of I'm going to follow this plan Um, and culture tells us a lot of what plan we're supposed to follow so you know a lot of times it's just not things aren't sitting right in internally and you sadness doesn't quite describe it Loneliness doesn't quite describe it. And when you try to put those different feelings and emotions to it, it just doesn't quite sit right. And so I look for I look for that just type of, of loss. Have they experienced something traumatic or something internally that was traumatic that they're having a hard time identifying? And then I ask, could this be grief? Uh, could this be the loss that you you wanted the loss of the dream the loss of the relationship Um, and a lot of people were like well yeah it's grief and I'm like okay well you have to acknowledge it and you have to begin to allow yourself to feel it and I think that's where a lot of people get stuck is they don't want to acknowledge the grief they don't you know they think just time will heal all and it's not always the case and that's where we get stuck
1: you know it's so interesting that you say that because Next week, um, our guest is Mike, and he's talking about healing from adoption. Mm -hmm. And um, I I hear that a lot of times from adoptive parents or parents who have children with special needs Mm -hmm. or parents who have children who make difficult decisions. And the parents are mourning or grieving the loss of what they thought their family might even look like. Mm -hmm. Um, Absolutely. I know for myself, when my husband and I went through infertility, the grief of not being able to have the children for all of those years, we went through a grieving period. And Mm -hmm. I'm also thinking of clients who come in and they are feeling stuck, you know, like you said, something's just not sitting right. They can't quite put their finger on what is it that's keeping me where I am? Or why do I keep repeating these behaviors? And sometimes it's grieving the loss of what could have happened to you as a child, Mm -hmm. losing your childhood, grieving, not having a loving parent, Mm -hmm. Um, grieving, not being raised in a home that taught skills needed to be productive as an adult. And so grit is sort of what is is what's been driving people to the point of like, I can't do this. I'm exhausted now. Mm -hmm. And so grief isn't just from what's happened today. Or in this right. past few months or in this past year, grief can come, can surface from years ago, right?
2: Right. And absolutely. And I think one of the hard things with grief is that even if you thought you had worked through it and got to a more integrated state, it still comes and goes and ebbs and flows throughout your life. And it can just hit you in times of stress and times of other types of sadness mm-hmm. and and remembering and memories and so even if it has been years and you feel like you've got into integrated grief it still can hit you in different ways in different times um, and so it's important to acknowledge it in the moment and and that's a huge chunk of actually working through grief is uh, you know as a society we tend to want to run from those uncomfortable emotions we we're either happy or nothing right and so Part of actually working through grief and getting to that integrated stage is allowing yourself to process the pain and the hurt and sitting with the discomfort. And again, as a society, we're not great at sitting with discomfort. No, we're we are immediately trying to get rid of it, in which that's why it comes out in our relationships. That's why it comes out in our interactions with other people in our body. It comes out in other ways. I'm
1: glad that you said that grief comes in waves and that grief can resurface during times of stress and I think we've really seen that as a culture and as a world really have walked through COVID and whatever Mm -hmm. COVID means in your home Mm -hmm. um, it's meant some sort of change in life absolutely there there wasn't anyone completely unaffected by COVID every single person was affected in some way or another and so life changed and so we saw so many people who you know, felt anxiety or whatever it was that made them make the call to Mm -hmm. us. And part of it was, I don't know what I'm experiencing right now. And again, at the center of it was, well, we're grieving Mm -hmm. what we knew life was because life is now different. Right. And so there's this element of grief and I love what you said, and this is kind of where we're going with this is how to heal from this. Because I, what I'm hearing is, The first step is to identify, A, that it really is grief, Mm -hmm. but then to sort of lean into, create some space to pause and understand what grief is, Mm -hmm. to validate that it's a real thing rather than run from it, distract, numb. And I think this is what I've seen, especially with people who have tragedy. So some kind of tragedy or trauma hits, And everyone knows there's grief involved and loss involved and um, difficulty sleeping, difficulty eating, difficulty concentrating. And what do we reach for as a culture? Medicine. Mm -hmm. Like right away, okay, I'm just going to help. Trying to take the emotion away in any way possible. Because it feels overwhelming, overwhelming like it's too much and i want to be able to sleep and i want to, and and not that there isn't a time and place for that obviously mm-hmm. we believe in in medication mm-hmm. um, but sometimes we reach for it too fast mm-hmm. and then you know it helps for a moment you know so you can sleep with sleep aids or you can calm with an anxiety mm-hmm. medication or whatever it is that the medication is helping and then over a period of time okay so life is settled so now i don't i might not need these meds right and so you kind of wean off of the meds and then all of a sudden the symptoms resurface
2: right because they we just mask them for all right. of the, that period of time um and I think that's how people can feel stuck because and feel like they they're not capable of processing their emotions uh because it's been masked all this time
1: so what do you say to someone okay yep it's grief I I you know if, if the person that's listening right now and I say a I knew it was grief that's why I'm listening to this mm-hmm. episode mm-hmm. or oh okay maybe that is grief. I'm going to send this episode to one of my friends. I'm going to share it. Um, so they've recognized it for mm-hmm. whatever reason. Yep. I think this might be grief. Mm-hmm. And two, they, you know, it starts to feel uncomfortable. We ask a lot of times, well, where do you feel that in your body? Mm-hmm. Cause we want to integrate what's happening in your body with what's happening in your mind and heart. Right. So where are you feeling that grief in your body? And sometimes it can come out as aches and pains and difficulty sleeping and eating and mm-hmm. in, in all of these somatic ways. And so like, where are you feeling that? So, I'm hearing first identify, and then I'm hearing not to run from it, not to numb it, not to distract, but just to allow yourself to say, This is what grief feels like. Mm -hmm. It doesn't feel good. Mm -hmm. We don't want to stay here. We don't want to wallow in it. We don't want to. However, it is a real emotion. It's telling us something's happening. So, if this is the listener and they're like, Okay, I've identified it. Yes, this isn't a good feeling that I want to have. How do I go about healing from it?
2: So after you've given yourself kind of the space to process the pain of grief, you know, you've went through and identified whether there's, you know, guilt or anger, anything related to the loss. Because in addition to grief, there also can be guilt depending on the loss as well. So after you've given yourself the space, confronting the emotion, naming the emotion, and then trying to make sense of it, you have to then move into a adjusting to the world, to what the world looks like now, the way it is either without the person, if it's a loss of a person or to the new reality. And so, you know, there's a lot of life changes that can happen. You know, if if we're talking specifically about the death of a loved one, changes in daily routine, adoption of an entirely new worldview. So we talk about, you know, the pandemic, we had to have an entire new worldview, totally Mm -hmm. flipped that we had to grieve the loss of the old world and adapt to the new world and then navigating the changes and adjusting to the world the way that it is now without the loved one or what the new reality is
1: and i'm i'm going to pause you there because i think that's the hard part that's
2: the hard part because yeah. if we
1: accept that it's grief yep and we say i don't like the feelings but they're there if we start to identify you know survivor guilt or guilt because I didn't fill in the blank whatever the other emotion is anger because Mm -hmm. they left too early anger because i didn't want to end that job anger because it wasn't my choice about this loss Um, you can be angry at god because Mm -hmm. god could have stopped this from happening so whatever emotions accompany grief and i'm glad that you said that it's not just grief a Mm -hmm. lot of times there's lots of emotions that come with grief this next step seems to be like well, I didn't ask for this loss. So <laughs> how am I supposed to adjust to a new reality? So when you say that I even as you're saying it to me, I even feel some resistance like, But I don't want I don't this get, new yeah. reality. Well,
2: but then that kinda takes you back to we have to accept the reality, mm. right? Which mm. and I think this is where we can really struggle is and yeah. this is why grief is really challenging because it's 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 forcing to have to do these really difficult things. That we don't want to do. We didn't ask for. Right. We didn't ask to so do these things. So we have to accept the reality of the loss. Oh, yeah. Then process the pain of it and identify it and yeah. then try to adjust to a new world. I mean, all really challenging yeah. things that, again, you, you didn't ask for. You wanted to just, we, right. want, we want to live our life a certain way. Right. And that's it. And then there's these reminders,
1: Mm -hmm. especially if it has to do with, you know, anything that's ongoing, whether it's job or kids or
0: Mm -hmm. relationship
1: or death. It's like the first Christmas without, the first birthday without, um, Mm -hmm. the first day at a new job, you know, the first interview after you lose your job, Mm -hmm. whatever it is that you said, it's like there's, it's not like you can just say, okay, this is my new reality, I'm going to move forward. Because there's going to be reminders of that loss. Yes,
2: yes. and and that's the hard part because you have internal adjustments that you have to make. You have external adjustments that you have to make, and then there's spiritual adjustments too. Like like you said, if if you know when you're praying for you know the loved one to not lose them and they still die, there can be a lot of spiritual rationality that has to be kind of readjusted and redefined. Um, And again, this is what makes it so hard is that we think that if i move forward if i adjust to a life without this or adjust to a new life it means that we're forgetting or we're moving on without the person but that's not what it means they can coexist together just because you move forward doesn't mean you're forgetting your loved one or that you loved them any less because right. you have to forward and right. i think again that's where we can get stuck too is we think if i move to an integrated grief and I move into a space where I'm okay in my world, then we're, we've, we didn't honor our loved one or we forgot them or we didn't love them as much as we thought we did. And so we, we've tied things together that shouldn't be tied together.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. And that's, you know, I've, I've, we've posted this on social media. You can hold both confetti and tissues. Mm-hmm. Like You can have confetti in one hand and tissues in another. And it's sort of a, a picture of you know, I use the the analogy of losing a job. So you didn't ask to lose your job. So there's your tissue, you know, it's Mm -hmm. sad, and you're mad and grieving the loss of maybe you'd been there years and years, your first day on a new job, like you've now stepped into a new reality. Mm -hmm. And you can celebrate that you're at this new reality. But it doesn't make the tissues necessarily go away. And It's difficult when it's a relationship because Mm -hmm. there might not be, you know, if you, if you lose a spouse or a child confetti yet. there's no confetti there, you know, Mm -hmm. um, and that's where we really go into, you know, how do you honor the people? So Mm -hmm. when it has to do with loss of, of, of a relationship, especially to death, like what can be done to honor, um, so that you're not losing that piece of you, but you're honoring that part of your story Mm
2: -hmm. and that part of someone that you love so much Mm -hmm. right and that's important and that's the way to kind of move is how are you remembering the loss or remembering the person that you lost while moving forward because again you can hold these two different things and Again, I think we get stuck in that we feel like we can't have multiple emotions. I can't feel mm. happy that I'm moving forward and still honor the loss. But those things can go together. Moving forward doesn't mean that you're forgetting. It means finding a place for the deceased you know, in one's thoughts, a place that you remember them, but leaving room for other people too, mm. Opening, allowing yourself to be vulnerable again and, and opening up. It means finding a balance between cherishing their memories and moving forward. Because again, those things can coexist together. We think that they can't get, you know, we think that they can't, but they can. Mm -hmm. We have to uncross them. Otherwise, you can stay in that stuck feeling.
1: So, so good. So let me see if I can summarize this, identifying the pain, identifying any sort of ancillary or accompanying emotion. So anger, sadness, guilt, whatever that is, Um, just really confronting it and making sense of what uh, what it is validating that experience adjusting Mm -hmm. uh, to the new reality and that's both internally adjusting to what it is and externally so what does that mean in day-to-day life Mm -hmm. and then really honoring that loss so I'm I'm, I'm hearing these steps and every single one of them is so difficult to Mm -hmm. do no wonder it can take so long Um, And no wonder people say grief comes in waves because there might be days that, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's good to honor and you feel some resolve within to honor that person. And other days it's sadness. I, you know, I, I think of um, a dear loved one that I lost and, you know, my grandfather, he was like my dad and, you know, it's sad. It's the, in in that case, it was the natural cycle of life. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, this is what's going to happen. It's still sad. And um, there are days I still miss him. You know, Mm -hmm. and there are other days where I really want to honor him with the work that we do here at Care to Change. And so it does come in waves, you Mm -hmm. know, and I know that's not tragic. He lived a good long life, but the steps that you're identifying really do accompany lots of different kinds of Mm -hmm. grief. I think the other thing to point out here before we go to resources is the time that it takes and to be patient. Yeah.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And that was one thing I wanted to make sure to add, too, is. Don't limit yourself or put an expectation on yourself for a timeline for it. You know, grief looks different for everyone. So A, it's important not to put a timeline or expectation on it for yourself. And B, it's important to not judge others because of how you think they should be grieving. Because I think a lot of times we can feel judgment from people if we're not grieving in a way that we think we should be or that they think we should be. So it's important to... Just re- remember those things. So if someone comes to you with grief and they're talking about it and you're thinking, oh man, it's been years. How, how are they not gone through this yet? Right. Try to acknowledge that judgment and try to give grace in it too for the other person because you would want that same thing in return. Um, and I think those are two really important caveats with grief just to help yourself and another person go through it.
1: So, so good. So what are some resources
2: that you would recommend? So my, my first recommendation is, is Grief Share. If you go to Grief Share's website, they have a ton of resources on it. And so what Grief Share is, is, you know, it can help to go through your grief with other people who have experienced very similar things. So Grief Share offers a connection, and it's a it's a group format where you can help heal with other people. And again, I think it's important to share it with other people that can experience have experienced the same thing so I recommend just going to their website and looking through their website there's tons of wonderful resources on there lots of great articles lots of great books things like that to just help be a a resource and guide because a lot of people that lead that have experienced it and that's the caveat with grief share is you in order to lead it you have to have experienced it and worked through it Um, So you know it's not someone who doesn't understand what you're going through. On Mm -hmm. a certain level, they do understand what you're going through. Um, And then another helpful website is Endurance. Very similar to Grief Share, but they have a lot of great resources on there as well. A lot of helpful articles and blog posts as well as book recommendations.
1: A book that I know that was helpful for me, and I recommend it to people who are experiencing the death of a dream, Mm -hmm. Um, Some Unmet Expectation, is a book called shattered dreams by Larry Crabb. And that book really takes uh, the reader through the steps that we often take when we are experiencing grief, the grief of unmet dreams. Mm -hmm. And so that's a book we'll include and because this is suicide, awareness and prevention month, we really want to say, you know, if you've lost someone to suicide, I want to offer the refueling hope, Great group, resource um, that or if you have children who are or, or loved ones who are struggling you know go to Facebook and follow them and um, it's a group that's local to Hendricks County so I know we have listeners outside of the county and out e- even outside of the state but it's a great resource for as a loved one what you can do to help someone through and uh, we have some great resources on YouTube some videos and on our website as well and the other is to if you are listening and you're like, well, I really want to get involved with suicide prevention. And I know today we're talking about grief and loss. We didn't specifically talk about suicide, but again, it's the month. So QPR, the QPR Institute has some resources about loss there as well. And if you are listening and you want to be trained in how to provide suicide prevention, you can always reach us and we can connect you with that and provide that training for you as well. So if you're part of a group that has a grief share support group, or if you're a church member, church leader, community member, and you think, oh, this topic of grief is really sweeping through my organization or an employee, I would really encourage you to reach out, call and talk to Brittany or um, email her or any of us here. And we can connect you with some additional resources to the The point of this is really, and we say it often, to give you real practical solutions so that you can move forward in what the new normal is and how to honor that grief along in the process. So um, Brittany, thank you for joining us as always.
2: Yes, thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure to be able to connect with the community and to be able to really talk about challenging topics. Yeah, and so for those
1: of you that don't know, Brittany's in the middle of the Leadership Hendricks County Class. You're soon to be an alumni in the next couple of months. It's almost finished. And you are the one that supervises all of our therapists here, all of the clinicians. And so Brittany knows what she's talking about. I'm so glad that you're with us, that you took this time today to share this information. Y'all who are listening, please don't suffer alone. There is hope. There is a way to honor that grief that you're feeling. Please stay with us. If you're an adoptive parent, make sure that you listen to next week's episode as we talk about healing from adoption. Last week, again, we talked about healing from trauma. So and the week before it was ACES. So this is just a really rich series that we're giving to you. And if you have um, specific questions or comments, we'll put the number to the care line in the notes as well. You can pay attention to that and text us or call us. We're here for you. Thank
0: you all for listening and we'll talk with you soon. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Care to Change podcast, where we offer you practical solutions for positive change. We invite you to follow us on social media, including Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, LinkedIn, and YouTube, to hear more about our conversation topics. Check out the show notes below to see resources mentioned in this episode. If you have any questions or would like additional information, please reach out to us on our care line at 317 317- 979 or email us at help at care2change.org. We thank you again and hope you will join us for more of our podcast conversations.